All right, folks, get out your crayons today. We're going to talk about goals for 2020. We're going to help you to get on the right path. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello and welcome back to Paladin Financial Talk. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial. Happy New Year's to everyone. Uh, We've got a great show today. We're going to talk about goals for 2020, give you some things to think about to make sure that you're on track for your retirement and other goals. And uh, we've got a a lot to come over, cover here today. But first of all, our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore here with us today. Tony, happy new year's to you as well. Well, yeah, it's a great year so far, isn't it? It is. It is. 2020 vision. Here we go. All right. (laughs) And you and I are both sitting here with glasses on. So (laughs) it's a little nerd fest in here, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> With the glasses, 2020 vision, right? Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Yep. So yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. It's uh, we're started off uh, to a great year here, and we're going to give you some ideas to think about to plan out your 2020 if you haven't done that already. And so we've got a lot we're going to come over here, cover here. Well, yeah, and it's setting goals is good anyway, regardless of whether it's a new year or halfway through a year, no matter what time of year it is, but especially when we launch into a new year and a big one, 2020, I mean, uh, this is a big year and a lot of people want to make it a better year. Everybody wants to achieve more this year than they did in the past few years. So I think it's good to set some goals. I'm glad we're talking about this today, Jeff, but how have you been personally? I I have to ask how you're doing. Tony, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I'm particularly excited. I heard on the news today, they're gearing up for the 2020 census, the U S census. It's supposed to be the biggest, most complicated census yet. And they're actually, they're starting off. Um, I don't know if they normally do this or not, but they're starting off in the Northern reaches, if you will, of Alaska, uh, to places that they can get to while it's still cold before the thaw occurs and they can't reach a lot of different people. So they actually start in, uh, in bits of Alaska and then work their way back this way. So oh, that's a little census factoid for you. Wow. So yes. you're excited about the census. This really is a nerd fest, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're going to talk about taxes later too, Ooh, aren't you? <laughs> exciting stuff. No, we, we're, we're going to talk, uh, kind of center the first part of our conversation here today around uh, an article we found in the balance.com. So a lot of times what we do in our show folks is use an article that we think is relevant to you. Talk through that, give you some ideas to think about, and then you also have a a full-length article that you can read further about that. But the article is called Three Ways to Make Your Money Work for You. And I like this because it talks about the importance and the power of some basic things that everyone can improve upon. Uh, And those basic elements are budgeting, getting the most out of, or getting, excuse me, budgeting, getting out of debt, and then savings and investing. So after all, sometimes the basics, those are the most important things. You look at pro football players, for example, uh, coaches are still yelling at them on how to do basic block and tackle stuff. So we're going to do the same thing here today. But I want to share, I heard a quote from uh, uh, someone I I know that's a pretty wealthy individual, known him for a number of years, and uh, budgeting came up recently, and I heard him say, 
quote unquote budgets are for the week. So what? <laughs> kind of an interesting phrase. He said budgets, budgets are for are, the week? Budgets for the or for the week. But he's a multimillionaire, kind of in a, in a different class. But for most people, starting with budgets, getting the most out of your, your money that you have and, and doing some, you know, some thinking about where does my money go is a very important first step. And I think for most people that quote is untrue. Yeah. I think correct. budgets yeah. are great. People don't like to do them and they don't yeah. like to think about them. But once you do it, uh, like my wife and I, when we don't have a budget, we like to put it off because nobody likes to do a budget. But when we do it, we feel so much better because we know where we're at and what we have and what we don't have. And we can plan and be more effective and end the month with more money. How yeah, about that? That's Who a good thing. Who doesn't want to do that? No, Who would absolutely. save budgets for the week? I know. I know. <laughs> that was a very interesting comment. But yeah, knowing knowing's half the battle, as G.I. Joe once said. But <laughs> Wow. Yeah, You're digging for some really there. good quotes. <laughs> but we want to set up a, a budget. Like Tony said, look at where you're spending the money. Even if you don't really set a budget, you run a report and look at where's that money actually going on a monthly basis. And a lot of times people's jaws drop. So yeah. spend the time, have some discipline, write that out. Uh, it's not just in your head, but put that down on paper and know where are we spending the money? What are our goals? Where, where can we cut some corners there? Yeah. I think that should be, it should be like uh, brushing your teeth, you know, feeding the, feeding the dog, um, watering your lawn. These are just things you do. Yep. <laughs> I mean, budgeting should just be something you do on a regular basis. It should just become uh, a part of your life. And it's as necessary as anything else you do on a regular basis, I think. Yeah, ab absolutely. And whether you're sitting at the kitchen table, you're doing your budget, you might find yourself saying, wow, we spend that much on, on eating. And you look at your streaming services, which a lot of people are cutting the cable and moving to different streaming services. Yeah. Well, if you have five services at 15 and five and $20 a month, it all adds up. It so, does. Uh, I know we, my wife and I did that recently. We just recently reviewed our budget and we looked at streaming services was actually one of those and um, versus uh, what we were at on, on direct TV previously and saving money there for things that we weren't using as much. So yeah. uh, step one is look at it. Where's that money going and, and setting a, a budget uh, is a great homework first step for you. Yeah. And I think the idea of crafting a budget with your own two hands, especially if it's a couple sitting down together so that you're left with something real that you can refer to as you need it. That just makes so much sense. You're right, Jeff. And earlier uh, you talked about getting out of debt as another way to help us reach our financial goals. Talk about that one a little bit. Yeah. So if you sit down and look at your budget, where's our money going? And you add up the amount that you pay on debt on a monthly basis. So your cars, your student loans, credit card bills, mortgages, whatever it might be, add up that total and think, what if I didn't have that? And if I instead was putting that money away into investments on a monthly basis, what would that look like over the course of years? It's going to be pretty significant. So uh, that think about that and how big of an impact that could have towards your retirement. Right. Uh, fair enough. But for, I think for a lot of people, debt is just part of life. I mean, most people have to take out loans to go to college or buy a car and credit cards are sometimes the only thing we have to get access to some of the things we need. So how do you reconcile that with the fact that a lot of people have a lot of debt? Yeah, that is reality for a lot of people. And if you're listening to this and think, 
wow, I'm, I have all this debt and here's what I'm spending on a monthly basis towards that debt. Uh, it can be overwhelming, but every day literally is a fork in the road to start making changes that will improve your future. And it, the debt that you have limits your opportunities. It's like a governor on your your financial engine. If you take off that governor, the engine is going to work a lot better. Yep. And I understand a lot of people have a lot of that debt that's that's overwhelming them. So there's a couple of schools of thought on how you can approach paying off that, day, that debt. One school of thought is to focus on your smaller debt first. So regardless of what interest rate you're paying on that debt, focus on that smaller debt first so that you have the mental satisfaction of paying that one off and you go to the next one and you go to the next one and you go to the next one. Uh, a, a number of our clients uh, listen to or are at least familiar with uh, Dave Ramsey and he talks about yep. the debt snowball is his terminology for that. I think that's a great analogy. But if you can get those debts paid off, you will have extra money that you can then dedicate towards your more significant debts uh, and pay those off over time. The second school of thought is if you look at the math, not the emotion, if you look at the math and you say, I have a credit card I'm paying 15% on and I have this other loan over here that I'm paying 3% on, I can tell you for a fact the math would say pay the 15% debt off first, even if that's the larger one. But if you're not committed to the plan, I would say stick with the the snowball approach, pay the small one off, move to the next one, move to the next one. But uh, 15% is a lot higher than 3%. So whatever you're comfortable with and based on your commitment level, pick those out, start focusing on, on paying that debt off as soon as possible. Yeah, I think that's a good way to think about it as well. I mean, if you have a lot of debt, break it apart a bit, identify the parts of it that you could tackle right away. It's another one of those simple but critically important financial steps, right? It is. It is. Again, it can feel overwhelming, but don't feel guilty about it. Having that debt, you know, it certainly shouldn't make you feel like a um, you're not a good person and whatnot. And a lot of emotions sometimes come along with that. So ultimately, the notion that debt is just a fact of life for millions of Americans is true, like we talked about earlier. But attack that debt, start paying that off, and you'll see progress very quickly. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. And obviously, uh, debt is a big problem if you let it get out of control. So you need to chip away at it. And even if you feel like, oh, I just, I have so much debt, a lot of people freeze up or they don't know how to handle it. One way is to sit down and talk with a financial professional or advisor like yourself and utilize one of these strategies to help get it paid down. And I think that's great, good advice. And if our listeners want to sit down with you, Jeff, what's the number they can call? How do they do that? Give us a call at 877-219-3199, or you can visit us online at financialpaladin.com and schedule time to come in for a complimentary second opinion on your retirement plan and any other goals that you have. Excellent. And a reminder, listeners, this is Paladin Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And our host is Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. And today, for those of you maybe just joining us, we're talking about how to achieve your financial goals in 2020. In the first segment, uh, you talked about how budgeting and working to eliminate your debt as quickly as possible are two obvious but critical ways to get into that better position to meet our financial goals in 2020. A great conversation to, so far. Um, and you mentioned that there's another piece of advice that you saw in the Balance.com article uh, that you wanted to share with us, and that was save and invest your money. 
I, I think this one might be a little more complex than budgeting and paying off debt, isn't it? Uh, that's correct. But again, if we stick to the basics, we don't need to overcomplicate it. We can gain a great understanding of how saving and investing can help impact our financial goals. And if you stuck to your budget, you've set your budget, you've stuck to it, you're paying down your debt, you find yourself in a position where you have more cash that you can do things with. And one of the things we want to look at is setting aside, depending on whether it's one or two income earners in the household, between three and six months of your expenses put aside in case of emergencies. And if you don't have enough money saved when something unexpected pops up, you might find yourself going backwards and now you're putting money on credit cards and so forth. So we want to have that emergency savings set aside. It's not going to earn, you know, great returns on it necessarily, but that's not the goal of it. Yeah. A little bit of just in case money is never a bad idea. So once you have that three to six month emergency fund, what comes next? So next we're looking at the investing. So putting together a good amount of savings, that's the first priority, but to really build that wealth, you have to have long-term growth. And when it comes to investing as wisely as possible, I'd suggest working with a financial services professional that you're comfortable with, that's giving you good advice, that's a fiduciary, that has good experience, and they're going to help you to diversify your portfolio so that you avoid the trap of having too many of your assets invested too heavily in anything, whether that's a stock and you've been at, that's your company stock, you get a 15% discount, you've, you've drank the Kool-Aid, you're all into that. Yeah. Uh, we want to be careful of, of being too into that, if you will. And a local example here, Boston Scientific, great company. But if you look at the the uh, track record of the stock, it's BSX. You can look it up and look at a graph on that. There's a, a 15 year period from 2004 to 2019 where it took that long from the 2004 drop of that stock over time to get back to where it was in 2019. So 15 years, if you have the majority of your assets in anything and it takes that amount of time to recover that, that's a bad situation. So we want to have diversification and adjust out of those uh, heavily concentrated things over time. Look at the tax implications of that um, and have a, make sure your investments match your needs. Yeah. A good financial services professional will help guide you through that process. That's what we can do for you and answer any other questions and concerns you have. Well, that's good advice. I mean, investing can be confusing, a little intimidating. So why go it alone? A a financial planner or a financial services pro like yourself uh, can really help make sense of it all. Absolutely. And Tony, we can also help people with more than investing or retirement planning, but insights into your, your budgeting, how do we approach our debt, a lot of different things that we can help you with. And it came across an article uh, recently that I think might shed some more light on what we've talked about so far. And it's a Smart About Money uh, article, 10 Basic Steps. And it goes into some ways that you can achieve your financial goals. And one of those that really caught my eye was shopping smarter. And the one that that really hits home to me because we have have a five-year-old, we have a nine-month-old, you spend a lot of money on food. (laughs) Um, we always, it's easy. We all have things we have to buy, whether it's milk, gas for the car, electric bill, et cetera. But there are ways to, to reduce your, your shopping expenses. For example, avoiding impulse buying. And we all know, don't go to the grocery store if you're hungry, but everyone goes to the grocery store and they're hungry. It often happens. So think about those things, but we've all gotten to the checkout line at the grocery store and then realize there's one or two, or let's be honest, a half a dozen things in there that were not on our list when we worked in there. So those impulse buys add up, write out your shopping list, stick to it. 
uh, that will make a big difference in your budget. Yeah, to me, that's a fun challenge. And we mentioned this on the show before, but uh, stick to the list. See if you can stick to the list and not buy one thing that's not on that list. Yep. That's very hard to do, but uh, it's fun. It's a fun challenge. See if you can do it uh, even once. Uh, it, it is a challenge. And I've fallen into that trap myself, but it adds up. And I think it's even easier to impulse buy when you use plastic, isn't it? Absolutely. Yep. You know, and I'm glad you mentioned plastic. Another tip for avoiding impulse purchase is using cash. If you're struggling with your budget, write out your grocery list. If you think you need $100, go to the ATM, get that $100, walk in there only with $100 and stick to it. Uh, my dad is a master of this. He, uh, If he has six items on the list, he's walking out of six items. And he also consider, wow. considers it a, a race with the other contestants in the store to get in and out <laughs> as quickly as possible. <laughs> I love it. I love you your dad to, already. Yeah, you, you have to haul to stay, stay in, <laughs> up with him. But uh, another way to make your cash go further when you're out shopping is to focus on generic brands. So if you do that comparison of whatever you're buying, a lot of grocery chains like Target or whoever it might be have their, their house brand. It's It will make a big difference. You'll save some money right there. And it, sometimes it can be a pain in the neck, but compare prices. You can save some money. And with smartphones now, there are a lot of apps out there. You can double check prices and, and use coupons and a lot of different yeah. things like that to stretch your money. But you'd be shocked at how much that little bit of time and effort can add up in saving you money at the store. Yeah, and I think it's worth pointing out again that a, an area where uh, people can really uh, help themselves financially is crafting that written budget so you can actually see what's really important. And doing these things you're talking about, Jeff, it might not seem like a big deal during one trip to the store, but if you tracked each trip over, say, six months, common sense is going to suggest you're probably saving hundreds of dollars. And that's the kind of savings that adds up and it makes that comparison shopping and coupon clipping worth the effort. Yeah, absolutely. It does add up. Uh, another key component in achieving your goals is to have a strong credit report, which is something I think might fly a, a bit under the radar for some people. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, what are some realistic ways that we can maintain a healthy credit score then? One of those is look at the open cards, the credit cards or open lines of credit that you have. And for most people, if you limit yourself to just two active cards, you should be able to handle all of your needs, including some emergencies. But using more than two might make sense in the moment, but eventually all those payments are going to give you a, a brutal dose of, a dose of reality. Um, another option for some people, if you're trying to build your credit, is have a secured card that only uses whatever amount of money you put on it. Uh, it might make sense for you. Um, and I'm not encouraging people to put money on credit cards, but if you're paying that money off and you're building your credit, getting points, there's certainly some benefits to that, but you don't want to not roll out. You want to pay that balance off each and every month. Yeah. And I know you're talking about one such way, frequently monitoring our credit purchases the same way we monitor our bank accounts online. And that way there aren't any forgotten charges that can lead to shocked reactions when we get that bill. And nobody likes to be shocked like that. Um, so what are some other ways our listeners can improve their chances of achieving their financial goals in 2020 and beyond? So a couple that really hit home for me, the first is to save up for big ticket items like electronics or vacations rather than putting them on a credit card. Or if you need to make a significant purchase before, 
um, you can save that entire amount of needed money. So for example, if you know you're, you, you're going to need a car in three years, start putting that money away now. So if you have your current car paid off, start saving enough money to build that up and uh-huh. be able to pay cash for that. Yeah, that's smart. So you're not building, uh, creating more debt at that point. Uh, another thing to look at is uh, local bank or credit union loans instead of using credit cards. So if you did have to put something on a credit card for whatever reason and you can't pay it off that month, uh, look at what bank or credit unions might offer you as an interest rate instead of the, the 15 or 20% you might pay on a credit card. Um, make sure you're paying those bills as soon as they come in, avoid those late fees that can really hammer your, hammer your finances, but also your credit report as well. Yeah. Good, good, good advice. And I have to be honest, it never occurred to me to look into a bank or credit union loan, uh, to make a significant purchase that isn't something like a new car or mortgage or major home project. My, my reflex is to anything, but those things, you just put it on the card, but it makes sense because the difference in that interest rate between your neighborhood credit union and your credit card is probably going to be significant. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of sites out there that compare credit cards, make sure they're not sponsored by someone, but do a comparison shopping and uh, see what kind of rates, the annual fees, how do I minimize that? How does that compare to my bank or credit union? Um, And as you do your research, be, be on the high alert for cards that offer enticingly low interest rates for a limited period of time. They're going to jack those up after that trial period extend, uh, ends. Um, but if you're trying to pay down your debt, that can also be a good strategy as well as uh, to consolidate things, get lower rates on your cards and keep an eye on that. But you have to spend some time and effort researching. Yeah, for sure. And to me, the biggest thing to remember when it comes to credit cards is be careful. They aren't free money and just charging whatever you need or want in the moment it may seem easy, and sometimes you might be tempted to do that, but the consequences are very serious and can be difficult to overcome. Yeah, absolutely. Credit cards should never be your, your first or second option if you're not going to be paying that off. So if you're not disciplined on paying a credit card bill off monthly, do not use them. Freeze them in a block of ice in your, your freezer for emergencies go to cash, stick to your budget. Uh, but if you are disciplined on, you know, paying your groceries and all those things off on your credit card every month, that can help you with your credit. But a lot of what we've discussed today, I know it's basics, it's nuts and bolts type of stuff, but that's where a lot of the, uh, the, the best things happen in terms of retirement planning and making sure you're on track for your goals. All right. And we're out of time for today's show. It flew by. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go, Jeff? Again, encourage people to give us a call and come in for that complimentary second opinion on your plan. And we'll review what you have in place, come up with suggestions. Here are some opportunities. Here are ways to lower your expenses, decrease your taxes. Are you on track for retirement or whatever your goals might be? If you're saving for college for kids or grandkids, what's the best vehicle to do that? So there's a lot that we can help you with. But start with give us a call 877-219-3199 visit us online at financialpaladin.com also encourage you on our website we have a listing of our upcoming seminar events encourage you to attend one of those and come check us out and see how we might be able to help you out all right and that does it for today's episode of paladin financial talk with our host jeff foley thank you for listening to paladin financial talk Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. 
Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.